Yada Dishmaya, we're going to continue with our lessons of how the Beis HaLevi, Bezat Hashem, brings down our, how to have real Ahavas Israel. And Havas Israel, as we have been learning, it's not the way that we think. It's not so simple. It goes very deep. It goes very deep into our essence, into our neshama, into the way that we think, into the way we treat others, into how we see everyone, how we see Klad Israel as a whole picture. It's far beyond just a simple concept in our mind. It's It reaches further than that. And Bezat Hashem will continue to learn how we can grow and grow more in Agdut by having more Ahavas Israel. Wherever our brothers and sisters are in the world, Bezat Hashem, that we should have that love, unconditional love, um, unjudging love for for our brothers and our sisters. Okay, so let's continue. Uh, today I want to talk about, uh, as brought down by the Beis Halavi, the incentives and the benefits about have, having a Havas Israel. So we mentioned in the past that it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to have Ahavas Israel, like any other mitzvah. So therefore, uh, one's reward in the world to come is immeasurable. And but our minds are too feeble, too too feeble, too limited to comprehend its eternal reward. But our sages mention many many side benefits that a person can gain from fulfilling this awesome mitzvah. And although Although, like all the mitzvot, the mitzvah of Ahavat Israel should be performed solely l'shem shamayim, solely, solely for the sake of heaven. Nevertheless, knowing these benefits that we're going to review now can be a healthy incentive. And even furthermore, the great benefits testify themselves to the amazing power of this mitzvah. So let's just go over a few of them so we can, you know, understand it more. And Metzilas Shishayim makes a powerful statement. Hashem loves only those who love the Jewish people. I'm going to repeat this again because it's very important that we know this. Hashem loves only those who love the Jewish people. And the more one increases his love for the Jewish people, the more Hashem will increase his love for him. He continues here, the Beis HaLevi, thus those who give priority to the welfare of the Jewish people are the true shepherds of Israel in whom Hashem takes great pleasure. Who are the true leaders whom Hashem desires? It's those who give themselves over entirely for his flock, who seek and look after their good in every way. And this is fascinating. Because we generally think that one who will be a chosen, chosen as a leader is someone who's very learned, the great tzaddik, and so on. But we're so mistaken that we believe this. It's the number one criteria. The number one criterion is that the potential leader must have immense love and care for the Jewish people. So Metzirah Yeshayim offers the analogy of a father and his son. A father who sees that someone takes very good care of his son always wanting the best for the child, will definitely love this person greatly. So what greater pleasure is there for a father to see how well his son is doing? So too, Hashem is our father. And when he sees how much we care about others, treating them as brothers and loving them genuinely, he has and gets immense pleasure. He will love such a person without end. 
look at this and we're all you know some of us are parents you know imagine someone showing a lot of love and care for your child how would you feel for that person just think about that at a simple level at a simple level so imagine that you're an angel and, and that an angel that an angel imagine that an angel were to whisper into your ear I just overheard Hashem saying that he loves you imagine your joy you would be drunk with excitement dancing and singing forever so we all want to be loved by Kadosh Baruch Hu. we all want to be loved by Hashem but how do we gain his love so the Mesilas Yesharim is teaching us the secret it's very simple love the Jewish people if you love the Jewish people Hashem will love you without end so think about a teacher who has a difficult child in his classroom but the child's father is a billionaire very very wealthy and for the past 10 years starting in preschool the man would buy a summer home for any teacher who treated his son well in that case no matter how challenging this child may be right his teacher for sure would put more effort into him he would love him care about him and never lose his patience with him he really wants that summer home right so too if someone loves the jewish people even those who are hard to love hashem loves him isn't it worthwhile to be given hashem's love which brings with it all the bounty in the world and not to be just slightly loved by hashem but to be exceedingly loved by him can you imagine that the shukan aruk states that whoever has mercy on the poor hashem has mercy on them and the Ramah adds, a person should realize that he is constantly asking Hashem for Parnasa. And in the same way that he's asking Hashem to listen to him and his cries, so too he should listen to the cries of the poor. And this is a famous concept. The way you act is the way Hashem treats you. So to below, so to above. The Gemara and Masech Rosh Hashanah states that Hashem taught Moshe Rabbeinu to recite the 13 attributes of mercy when he prayed for the nation and then the governor quotes also here in Rav Yohanan who says that Hashem as it were wrapped himself in a talit like a hazan and showed Moshe Rabbeinu how to say the 13 attributes Hashem told Moshe as long as the Jewish people act this way in front of me I will forgive and answer them and so the Sefer Reshib Chukmah quotes the Geonim who wonder why is it that they see people who have recited the 13 attributes and are not answered and they answer that we must look carefully at Hashem's words to Moshe it's not enough to just say the words you must act or do what the words intend to act in front of me doesn't mean simply to wrap yourself in a talit it means a person must act as Hashem acts so just as Hashem is filled with mercy and compassion we should also be merciful and compassionate and when we act in accordance with Hashem's attributes of mercy he will treat us according to those attributes and this is a strong incentive for us to have a Havas Israel. we all want Hashem to treat us with love and compassion right so if we show love and compassion to others Hashem promises he promises that he will reciprocate the same and the Dubno Magid has a different angle to this concept via Mashal a poor man went around collecting alms 
His parents have been great people, so in the merit of his parents, the people gave him generous donations. But then, as his situation deteriorated, he looked so sickly and pale that when he knocked on doors, people could not recognize him and were less generous than before. So that he cried out in despair. So the Magid explained the Nimshal. As the Gemara states, if you have mercy on people, you are from the seed of Abraham Avinu. That is, if you're acting like Abraham, who was the paragon of kindness? But if we don't act with kindness, Hashem says, I don't recognize you. So such a person can't arouse the merit of our forefathers. If he doesn't act like Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Hashem does not recognize him as their offspring. And so the same applies to us, guys. In order to arouse chesed, mercy in other people, we ourselves must act that way. That's another reason for Ahavas Israel. So we're living in such difficult times that Klad Israel faces today. Many, many challenges threatening both our physical, as we can see, and our spiritual life. And so how can we save ourselves from them, right? So regarding the difficult period between the world wars and where we are today and so forth, the Hofetz Chaim wrote that we're living in a time when Hashem's attribute of strict justice is extremely strong in the world. Guys, there's no way to remove ourselves from the problems that are constantly arising. So how much more so do we have to strengthen ourselves in the trade of chesed? Because through this, through this, when we do acts of kindness down here, we arouse Hashem's kindness above. So the Sefer, Hainuk, also discusses the mitzvah of Ehavata Lereha Kamucha. He writes, the one who acts towards his friend with love, peace, and friendship, seeking his benefit, and being happy when he has good. Regarding this, the person, the Torah states, Israel, in whom I take glory, Hashem is proud of us when we feel Ahavas Israel towards our fellow Jews. So every child knows there's nothing more satisfying than when he does something special. And his parents say, I'm proud of you, right? When you imagine when you did something so good and your mother or your father said to you, I'm proud of you. How did that make you feel? Or forget, just not just a parent who loves us unconditionally. But let's say anybody, anybody says to you, I'm proud of you. How does that make you feel? So everyone wants to please, right? His parents. So when a person hears from another about something his son did, such as helping another child who fell, that parent feels a big smile on his face and is happy and he's proud of his child. So Hashem too takes pride in his children. When, when does Hashem show off to the angels? When? What makes him proud? It's when his children love one another, pursuing friendship and peace. So Rabbi Binyomen Puzansky in, 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 uh, in reaching higher in the, in the Mesorah, in the Arts Mesorah, relates the following incredible incident. When Rabbi Moshe Halberstam, a renowned Posek in Eretz Israel, passed away, his family was unable to find his will, and they were certain that he had written one, but no amount of searching brought it to the light. So on the last morning of the Shiva, one of the sons decided to go to his father's grave to pray that the family would be able to find the will. So standing before the grave, he pleaded, Father, please come to me in a dream and tell me where you put the will. He prayed there for quite a while and then he went home. And so that night his father came to him in a dream and the son related that his father told him exactly where the will was hidden. 
But when he woke up, when he went there and found it exactly, he, he, he woke up and he went there exactly where he found it, exactly where his father had said it was going to be. And this proved to him that the dream was a true communication from his father and not a figment of his own imagination. And based on the certainty, he felt an obligation to share some of the more other powerful truths that his father conveyed to him before from, from the next world. In the dream, the father mentioned some more things aside from where the will was. And he said, I want to share with you three things. First, when Hazal tell us that the next world is an upside down world, it's true. The one who are downtrouded and destitute in your world are given great honor in the world above. And the ones who are given great honor in your world do not necessarily have that status here. And secondly, he said to him, Hashem has the greatest nachas when Klad Israel joins together as one to sing songs of praise to him, especially on Shabbat and Yom Tov. And when they come to shul to pray and to learn Torah, that brings Hashem tremendous joy. And thirdly, the greatest nachas ruach a person can bring to Hashem is when he goes out of his way to do an act of kindness for another Jew. When you give your heart and soul to do chesed for Hashem's children and when you take care of them with Mesiru Nefesh, you can't imagine, you cannot, how much nachas Hashem has from that act. So here, we all want to give Hashem pleasure and do good feeling and, and a good feeling. Loving your friend and, tra and treating them well is the best way, the best way to do so. And Hashem loves this. Hashem loves this. This is a great incentive. Not only are you making your friend happy, but you're making Hashem even happier. And although we don't use our conduct, our base, our base, our conduct on dreams, because we don't, we already know this from the Sefer Harinuk. Nevertheless, it gives us more chizuk when we hear the concept presented in this light. So also the Hofetz Haim writes in the name of Azal, the one who does chesed with others will merit to have children. And not only that, but he will merit children who will have Torah wisdom. And he writes, it's a wonder that people who are searching for sigulot to merit children spend hundreds and thousands of rubles for it. It's much better that they should do the segula that Hazal have taught us to constantly be involved in the mitzvah of tzedakah. He continues that one does not need to be wealthy in order to give tzedakah. Such a person can convince others to give. Or he can open a gamak, even with limited funds. So, as mentioned, as, as we previously mentioned, the Sefer Hainuk discusses the mitzvah of loving the convert, writes, Hashem chose for himself the Jewish people to be a holy nation. He wants to give them merit. So he directs them and commands them to act in ways of compassion and benevolence. He urges them to crown themselves with every beautiful character trait so they will find favor in the eyes of people who see them and they will say about the Jewish people, these are Hashem's people. This is what gives Hashem nachas ruach. We are the chosen people and Hashem commands us to act on a higher level so we should be recognized as His people. And furthermore, the Sefer Hainuk adds, adds, when we merit to have these good character traits, Hashem's goodness will come upon us and cleave to us and nothing will prevent goodness from coming upon us. Nothing. Because goodness spreads on the good people and the opposite on those who are evil. So when we look at it, like who's doing the favor for who, right? So Rav Avroham Pam says that whenever one is presented with an opportunity to do chesed, 
he should cease the moment for Hashem may be offering him a chance to attain a merit that is crucial for his destiny. Are you listening, guys? So Rab Pham cites the story of Rachel and Leah as an example. So the Torah tells us in, the, in, in Parashat Bereshit that, uh, that Hashem remembered Rachel. What did he remember? So the Rashi cites the Midrash that Rachel had been silent for her sister's sake. When Lavan presented Yaakov with Leah instead of Rachel at his wedding, Rachel knew what he had done, but she kept silent. She remained silent. She didn't say anything. And therefore Hashem remembered Rachel. The commentators elucidate that the Midrash explains why the Torah uses the name Elohim, which refers to Hashem's attribute of strict judgment instead of Hashem, the name that refers to the attribute of mercy. So the reason that in Hashem's judgment, since Rachel selflessly allowed her sister to take her place under the marriage canopy, the chuppah, Rachel rightfully deserved a child. And Rav Pam says that all of Rachel rightfully deserved this child. If we look at this with a different lens, Hashem actually did a tremendous kindness to Rachel. She was barren, unable to bear children. So in order to provide her with the merit that she would need to become a mother, Hashem arranged this opportunity for her to attain the necessary merit in order for her to miraculously bear a child and become one of the imachos, the matriarchs of Israel. So how awesome would the loss had been had Rachel not seized that opportunity to do this kindness for her sister. She would have remained barren. And so therefore, Rav Pam says that a person should always be zealous, very zealous, whenever he has an opportunity for Hesed. He should realize that the ways of Hashem are hidden. And who knows if this opportunity is not actually a manifestation of Hashem's attribute of kindness towards him. You may think that you're doing the other person a favor, but Hashem is actually providing a vehicle for him to do a kindness for you. And that's how we should look at it. Instead of saying, oh no, why do we keep on having these charity drives? Another parlor meeting, a yeshiva dinner, emergency campaign. How many causes are there? Don't look at it that way. Instead, say to yourself, wow, wow, look how many opportunities there are. And that's how we have to think. I'm saying to you, we have to start to look at the world in, in a way that the world is created in order for us to be able to bestow kindness on one another, to reveal Hashem in this world, to earn for ourselves merits in the world to come, not in this world, for the, for the next world, and how Hashem is constantly giving us the opportunities and the ability to use what Hashem gives us. Because the money that you have, the body that you have, the family that you have, the sehel that you have, all the, everything that you have is only from Hashem because nothing is yours. Nothing. Nothing in this world is yours. And the fact that He gives you the ability to use what Hashem Himself gives you to do a hesed, and He presents you with the opportunity to do a hesed, so that you can have merits, merits that Hashem himself is giving you from what Hashem gave you to begin with. And he's stuffing your pockets with more of his own kindness so that he can give you even more so you can have an olam haba. Are you listening to this? And the most that we can do in this world with all that kindness that Hashem gives us and all the goodies that he puts in our pockets because he's always stuffing us with his goodies, for you, 
which is a gift, you have to reveal Hashem. And how do we reveal Hashem in this world? By loving his children. When you love Cloud Israel, Hashem loves you even more. Do you understand how that works? When you do more kindness and acts of hesed for Cloud Israel, Hashem turns around and does even more for you. So where's the confusion here? Where is it so complicated? It's not complicated at all. Just use what Hashem gave you because it's not yours anyway. And you give what Hashem gave you to his other children, which were all one anyway. And we show love and compassion for each other. And we stay in Agdut because once we're in Agdut and once we remain in Agdut, no harm can come to us, guys. No harm will ever befall our nation if we're in Agdut. If you look throughout our entire Torah, our entire Torah talks about and the times when that we were not in Agdut. We had a lot of challenges and a lot of bloodshed. Bloodshed. Look at what happened on October 7th. We don't have to go that far. Look at what happened to Simcha Torah. It should have been a day of Simcha, but it wasn't. Why? Because there was Makloket in Klad Israel. We were not in Agdut. We were not in Agdut. Instead, well, there was a lot of disunity. And the other side used that against us and created bloodshed. And that was the tool that Hashem used to catch our attention, guys. And let me tell you something. That was a patch. That was a patch. And for those that don't want to see, open your eyes. That was a patch. Okay, so that's a lesson we have to take away and learn. Not that we should do it because we're afraid of getting another patch. Because, by the way, if we're in disunity and there's no Akdut, for sure that patch is coming. And it may not be a patch. It may be something way worse. Look at this. Look at this carefully. So what? How can we not love our brothers and sisters when they're part of us? How can we not love our brothers and sisters when they're part of Kadosh Baruch Hu? How can we think that we could even have any love for Hashem if we don't love his own children? If we don't give our own family members and judge them favorably, how do you expect Hashem to judge you? If you're not looking at everyone in Cloud Israel, no matter where they're holding, with a kindness, you know, with an eye of chesed, with an eye of, 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 of love, how do you expect Hashem to look at you? You think Hashem is going to look at you any differently? You think that Hashem is going to show you kindness when you don't show kindness to others? You think that Hashem is going to love you if you don't love His children? It's the opposite. As two, you are with Hashem's children. As two, He will be with you. So if anything, do it for yourself. If, if, if it has to get down to that, do it for yourself because you are doing it for yourself. You know why? Because everyone in Cloud Israel is a part of you. And everything that you see that's in others that you don't like is because it's in you. So when you're doing something for someone in Cloud Israel, you're really doing it for yourself. And that's the message that we have in our Torah, which is one of our commandments. is love thy neighbor as yourself. Because it is yourself that you are in fact loving and the opposite also holds true so if we want to see beautiful bountifulness of just treasures and 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 mitzvot and 
and and and and and all the shefa rain down on Klal Israel. We have to be an Akdut, and being an Akdut means internally and externally, mm-hmm. not like in the Second Temple that everybody was on the wave and on the outside. Everyone was learning Torah, and everyone looked that they were all a sadiq, but deep down inside, they hated each other. They had something horrible or some ill feeling or they didn't look at each other with respect. And there was a lot of disunity internally. It was concealed. And because of that, look at the length of our exile, guys. So with that being said, how are we going to bring the exile to an end? By being in Abdud, by feeling love and care, by helping and sharing, by praying for each other, by going out of our way to help each other, by doing and by davening, that the hostages should be returned back to their families, Mezrat Hashem, that the soldiers should be successful in what Hashem sets them out to do because they are the tool of Kadosh Baruch Hu, that they should come home safe back to their families, should help, that we should be able to daven for each other that we should be able to give to each other and use the money that Hashem gave you to do hesed with his children and to build merits for yourself and love your fellow Jew like you love more than you love yourself love him open your arms to him let him know and when you do that let him feel the love why because when you do that you're letting them feel the love of Kadosh Baruch Hu and you're doing a Hidush Hashem you're doing a Hidush Hashem in this world and that's what Hashem that's what gives Hashem nachas that's what Hashem calls all his angels calls them all to say look at my child how he loves his brothers and sisters look at the unity that we have with my children in Klad Israel Hashem takes a lot of nachas from that and it brings him great pleasure and when you give our God pleasure Hashem will give you pleasure but if you do the opposite so the opposite will also hold true but that being said Bezat Hashem Hazaku Baruch will continue with these lessons Bezat Hashem tomorrow God willing with Siyat Ishmaya and something for to do for today as we always end up the Shiorim with a little bit of something to do I want you to really really understand and look at everyone and look at all the beauty that Claude Israel has and look nothing of negativity look nothing that's not beauty and it's not something that's positive Positive. Find something positive in everyone. Pick someone that maybe hasn't been, you haven't been so happy with lately, and then shift it. Shift it. Shift it around. Do it for your own sake. Do it for the sake of Kodos Baruch Hu. Because when you do that for Hashem's children, Hashem will do that for you. Baruch Adonai, Amen ve Amen.